Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's do this. You can't handle the truth. That's me. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is January 5th. It's Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, ooh, Friday. Uh, yeah, it's Friday, guys. And so, anyway, um, yeah, this is a, uh, a time for us to think about the, the whole, um, and this is Friday, by the way, in sign language. So, you got... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I know that doesn't seem like that's that far off of each other, but that is the uh, different thing. So, anyway. Uh, All right, so when we talk about this weekend, and the reason that we titled the show January 6th was the fact that it's been three years ago, guys. Three years ago tomorrow, I was in uh, Washington D.C. I saw what I saw. I, I, um, I saw the setup. I saw what was going on in, in first, uh, you know, first person. It was very, very unnerving to, to see what our government is really willing to do, and how far it's willing to go. And then, the sad part of it is, is that how many people, uh, your your pedo in chief today got up and. Flew all the way to Pennsylvania. You know, he's a Scranton boy. <laughs> oh, you know, that's an absolute blatant lie, right? You know, he's not from Pennsylvania. And he's not from Scranton. I mean, he, he did, as a child, live there for a minute. And when I say a minute, like, I don't know, it was like three months or something. That his, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, let's not all uh, get too all wrecked around the axle on... Um, on that whole conundrum, because he keeps lying about that. But he did go on today. I, I watched part of his speech, and good to see you, John Kennedy, on CloudHub. Thank you so much for being there. Um, I, I I watched a little bit of his speech, and it's and guys, let, let me let me give you something here. Um, let me do something with you for a second. Now, right now, you have the view of me, and um, you got the whole view. You got. I mean, you almost got the wingspan of uh, Jim Price here. You got this whole, so I'm tinkering with the the settings here. So you can, I can almost, you know, my hands go all the way out, right? So you can see all of this, okay? This is how much of you can see. Now, I don't know when you remember seeing Trump or seeing other people or whatever do speeches, but one thing that I don't understand is this. This kind of, uh, this right here. I don't know. Do you guys need to see my face like this? Do you guys need to be up in my business? Do I need to give you this much? If I'm the president of the United States, the most powerful nation on earth, do you is this? Do you need all up in my business here? Is this where you need to be? You need to be like all right up in here, get the old stinky, you know, stinky wrinkles thing going. 
what I'm what I'm trying to point out is that the applause. Okay, I uh, working around this stuff. I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure there's people that have way more whatever than I have in dealing with audio and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. But what I'm trying to point out is that if I'm in here and I get, like if I get back here, you can hear how, how the room sounds echoey. I mean, I could hear it in the headphone. I could hear the echo. Hear that, hear that little bit of an echo in the room? And then up in here, you, I get a lot more of my voice, right? And that was only, I mean, we're talking here. So... Maybe a foot, foot and a half at the most, but that changed that much in the mic, right? So if I take the microphone and I put it away from me like this, you're not going to hear, you're going to hear different parts. Yeah, so, so these different audio effects, right? But I also know when the room is not very full and it has this empty echo to it, and you can kind of hear how my hand, my claps, my claps are kind of in this echo effect. Now, I've got a lot of things in here absorbing sound. But what I will tell you, one of the dumbest things I've ever noticed is most of your sound stages are really loud. They're really echoey. They got a lot of concrete. They got a lot of hard surfaces. And so what I'm trying to point out is that as I watched the uh, Pedo and Chief in all of his glory giving off all this stuff, there was this resounding round of applause. This resounding round of applause occurred at one of his statements. And it was, I mean, the crowd was just, but now what I'm saying though is, is I'm using the word crowd um, kind of in a uh, loose term. Because you could hear that it wasn't. Oh, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can get you something here. Um. Um. Uh, let's see if I can get this right. So. Uh, let's see here. Okay, hold on. I can't turn off these once they get started. So you heard how that sounds full, right? That was like a full, you could tell like the, the, the claps were really all over the top of each other. But kind of in this one, you can tell. You could, besides the whooping and hollering, you could hear the, you could hear the, uh, the intermittent. The, you could hear the people in there. You could hear the individual claps in there. And the reason that I'm, I'm pointing that out is that when Joe, uh, Pedo Joe, was doing his speech, he happened to have a lot of these moments where the crowd kicked in 
and the crowd started clapping, but it sounded very echoey and very hollow in the room, but then the claps were very... They were, they weren't, they didn't feel, I mean, all the claps weren't just making this, because claps almost make like a white noise or a, a waterfall noise effect, and I don't think people realize, you know, that that's what it sounds like, but that's what it sounds like to me, and uh, the Jim Price show is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, I could do that. I actually, I, I actually used to have some friends that would come by once in a while and uh, watch the show live, but it uh, hasn't happened in a while. Anyway, um, so as I'm listening to your your boy up there uh, doing his business, I'm, I'm listening to him go on about how those January Sixers that were overthrowing the, you know, duly elected president and, you know, my candidacy and, uh, and all this other stuff, he just kept giving, and it's like, then they would just get, oh, and it was all these, and it was like, guys, I would give it a room of 50 people at best. Now, I'm talking about producers, cameramen, audio people, handlers. I'm, I'm giving him, but see, he was making it sound or making it look like, or whatever you want to say, that he was on, you know, in Pennsylvania, and I'm going to try to, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find some uh, some video here of this guy speaking. Let's see if we can hear this. I attended the funeral. Right. Over 140 police officers were injured. Jill and I attended the funeral of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Because, Donald, because of Donald Trump's lies, they died because these lies brought a mob to Washington. Okay, so what about January 6th as a mob to Washington when we had, I don't know, the Miracle Mile uh, looting and catching on fire? Uh, how about how many targets across the country, AutoZone, Wendy's, uh, Nike stores, Apple stores? How many times is it was did we have all these burning buildings across our country for almost two years? But you're talking about January 6th where I'm going to tell you right now, guys, January 6, Trump didn't do anything. Trump was still speaking when everybody was evacuated out of the building. Listen to what I'm going to say here. I wrote a news article on this on the Blaze. Uh, Blaze, uh, so I already I, I published this article. It already went out. Um, I do believe that the timelines are still all screwed. I don't think anybody's really paid attention to it. I think they're too busy getting caught up in the emotion of things, which is exactly what they want you to do. But I am still standing on the ground. I'm still standing on the ground that when I walk up to the Capitol building, they're telling me there's already someone been shot and killed. So how in 30 minutes did everybody get in there, get shot and killed, and get evacuated out? Because it took me less than 30 minutes to get down from the obelisk down to the Supreme Court side of the Capitol building. So I'm just asking... Like I took an I took a photo of the shaman within forty five minutes of Trump stop when he stopped speaking outside the building on the Supreme Court side in front of Capitol Police. This is all a setup. 
I mean, I'm even over. I'm even screwing up some of the facts and going too far past some of this to try to over-explain what it is that they have said and done here. Guys, the paid actors. They we know that there are were five hundred. Listen to my words here. There were five hundred FBI agents alone on at the Capitol grounds that day. We're not talking about. We're not talking about confident informants. We're not talking about paid actors. We're not talking about the CIA. We're not talking about the NSA. We're not talking about Homeland Security. We're not talking about Capitol Police. We're not talking about Border Patrol. Yes, they were all there. We're not talking about um, uh, and, uh, the, uh, what was it? Um, uh, yeah, NSA. Yeah, NSA was there too. Guys, I'm talking about just FBI alone had 500 individuals on property, and that's what they're willing to tell us. Every single part of what you saw with the glass being broken, with all that. Guys, listen to me. There are airlocks in that building. There are security protocols for that building. You're not getting into it with a plastic flagpole or some two-by-four that just happened to be sitting right next to a single-pane glass. It doesn't work that way. Guys, I designed, built, and trained the military on the exact same systems that are in that building. And this guy's talking about how he attended a funeral for somebody who was killed there when the guy died of a stroke on February 2nd. Guys, February 2nd is not January 6th. I don't know. Math. Huh? So my problem with this is, is that this individual that keeps getting up there and doing this stuff is lying. Uh, it just, it's just over and over again. This is all a play. It's all lies. It's all the bad stuff here. So let's see here. Let's see what this says here. Let me hear what this guy, let me hear what this one has to say here. Oh, listen. You can't be. Okay, listen to that. Listen to the clapping. Listen to the clapping audio and does it wrap around his voice when his voice goes on? Listen, okay, guys, this is what, where you got to differentiate. Listen to how this doesn't sound like a full room clapping, and it may sound more canned, kind of like my little clapping buttons I just looked up myself here. And it's the, that, those were just, I said, clapping audio, and I came up with a website, and I was clicking different buttons on this uh, website Giving you that. So, guys, this is not something that you have to go out and, and hunt down. Listen. Listen to the clapping. Listen to how it fills the room. And then listen to how it overlaps his voice and how they don't sound like they're in the same room. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. And yet Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about Listen, folks. Um... Insurrection is not what we've got here. We've got a failed state. We have a constitutional crisis when our public servants are no longer responding to us and what our wishes are as a people. 
Guys, we have a failed republic. We have a, a constitutional crisis when our constitution cannot be adhered to. When he's talking about these things, think about what he's saying. He's calling them MAGA Republicans. Notice how we name call. We don't actually use references to illegal actions or actions that seem to be morally inaccurate or morally sour or morally negative or morally whatever you want. This guy is, is morally bankrupt, and we're not talking about his trips to Epstein's Island. We're not talking about him having sex with his daughter. We're not talking about him having, having all these different escapades and all this money laundering and all this other stuff that this man has been doing. We're not talking about how his wife was killed so he could then marry his nanny, Jill. Guys, this is my problem. This is my problem. I don't see I don't see how this guy can act like he some somehow has a judgment or an agenda to tell anybody anything. I, I've got multiples of felonies. I could go up against this guy, and I'm not a DA. I'm not a, a jurist doctorate specialist in criminal law or I don't know, money laundering or treasury violations. But let me go with this. This guy is lecturing us, but listen, I, again, I want, I'm going to go back. I want you to listen to the audio, listen to how the things say and how they sound and how the clapping is very responsive to shutting down as soon as he stops talking, starts talking, because that tells you they're controlling the audio. They're controlling the break-off. If that is a standard audience, you've heard audiences, they'll continue cheering and going on with Trump. They'll cheer and shout out and yell and clap inadvertently and here and there, but you're not going to hear that inaccuracy in his speeches. His speeches and his stuff are very, very controlled. And if you look at this, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up so you guys can see the video on this. Um, I was being a little bit lazy on that. I apologize. I will uh, get this over to you guys so you guys can see this. Now, I want you guys to look at Uncle Joe here and... Um, this is, uh, there you go. So this is. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. You know, Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th. Where's Nancy? And he thinks that's okay. Now let's uh, let's let's straighten out that story for a second. That was a winding road that didn't make a lot of sense because it sounds like he knew what he was talking about. But this is how they write these speeches, and this is how they plant disinformation. Okay, I got hit. <laughs> I got hit by lead stories again yesterday. I got a uh, a thing saying that the, the lawsuits that are going on in Georgia does not, the lawsuits that say that there was fraudulent votes and the machines are actually uh, fraudulent, not certified, all these other things, according to Georgia state law, that the, the election was still the most perfect election, that it was a perfect election. According to uh, the Georgia governor, Kemp, uh, two things have been perfect on earth, that's Jesus Christ and the Georgia elections in 2020. So just, just, you know, but by the way, lead stories jumped right in and disclaimed the article that came out, which clearly, which clearly shows 
that Dominion and all these other voting systems are out of sync with the state law and that these things are going to have to be nullified. But Lee's story says that's not, that has nothing to do with voter fraud. That's not voter fraud. See, it's not voter fraud when the government does it. It's voter fraud when you do it. Dummy. You guys are so stupid. Anyway, so let's unpack a little bit what Uncle Joey was was doing here. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll use his audio as a reference. I don't want to... I don't want to speak out of turn. Go. And echoing the very same words used on January 6th. Where's Nancy? So now we're going to let's go back to the reference of Paul Pelosi. Remember Paul Pelosi and his gay lover who got caught in the act. And actually then there was a violent uh, turn of events at the end where the guy who Paul was messing around with was trying to either escape from or was trying to role-play with Paul Pelosi. Remember, this was about the same time when Nancy Pelosi was being criticized for her leadership in the House. There was a whole thing, right? And this was also right before the election, because what do we do? We want election sympathy, so we can understand why Nancy Pelosi continues to win her elections, and that's where we're at. Now, Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi have not come clean why that guy was in the House with a hammer hanging out with Paul Pelosi. But now he's trying to conflate that that Trump was using January 6th chance, where's Nancy, when in reality, guys, we're seeing that she's the one who should be held accountable for the fact of not following the constitutional process of verifying electoral college, uh, college votes. See, my problem with this whole thing is, is I, I don't think that you guys are as upset with everything that you should be because you have all these incidents Incidents is where you have the right to be upset, to redress your grievances with your elected officials, to break down the constitutional crisis that we have where the three different parts of government are not working in your benefit. But this is what this guy does. This is how he does it. He, he gets it. He starts tying stories in and makes them seem like they were just, they're just all part of the same web. And in reality, we know they're absolutely not. So let's continue on here. Well, here, let's listen to some of what this guy has to say. And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. <laughs> what a sick... <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, wait, they're cheering for that. I, I think it's despicable, seriously. I just repressive for any person to say that. Oh, get him, Pelosi. Paul Pelosi, where's Nancy? When I was overseas, anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so did you see what happened there at the end? You saw the... <laughs> get him, Nancy. Go, Nancy. Get Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Because that's what the guy who had the hammer with Paul Pelosi was saying, right? That, see, guys, listen. That's what they just did to you. That's what they just told you. Trump was saying, where's Nancy? saying that the ha guy with the hammer in Nancy Pelosi's house while he was having sex with Paul Pelosi, that that guy was saying, where's Nancy? Guys, this is all set up. Juicy Smollett, Smollett, Juicy Led, whatever his name is. Okay, the guy with the Subway sandwich and the two black guys that were using a piece of dental floss to hang him with a noose. 
How about that uh, NASCAR driver, that black NASCAR driver that just happened to have a noose? Oh, you mean the rope that pulls the garage door down that has been there for 50 years? Those little ropes that's got the little loop on it so you can grab on it so you don't hurt your hand? You mean that little loop that that's the noose you're talking about? Oh, you mean it was just tied in a, slip, a simple uh, square knot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, my problem with this is, guys, is just it doesn't matter. I can I can conflate and put anything into anything I want and make it sound as bad as I want, or I'm going to sit here and spend my time, my life, unraveling the lies and the, the BS that they have in there. So this is the thing. Hey, Lindsay, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Ken, good to see you as well. Did you hear about Miami Mall? Hundreds of cops. The city shut down over a few few teens brawling. Well, uh, Ken, they said that they had to shut the Miami thing down because there were terrorists involved. Guys, we're gonna go. We're going into a true police state. You guys, okay, I, I, okay, listen to me. I'm going to say this until my eyeballs, I guess, fall the, the out of my eye, my eye sockets onto the ground. Until you get the guys with the badge and the gun to stop shooting people who don't have a badge and a gun, you're going to live in a police state. Until you have a reckoning within the, the law enforcement, the policy officers, the police, P-O-L-I-C-E, the policy officers, Guys, they've been using these words against you your entire life. Wake up. Oh, the thin blue line, you have to respect them. Oh, the thin blue line, you have to respect them. The thin blue line, you have to respect them. How many times have you heard that in the last few years? I mean, even Trump gets to saying it. Even some of these other people get to saying it. Guys, we have a we have a critical point of this has to stop. We have to come back. Now, I could say all this and nobody fixes anything. And 10 years from now, someone could be saying the same thing I'm saying. But they're so used to dealing with what they've already been dealing with, they don't realize how far that they have come from when I said that we've got to stop this. See, the people don't realize when you get when you're used to the water boiling, what's the difference? See, that's just that's the problem. And one thing I will tell you that is super impressive to the human. The human spirit, I would say, is that we have the ability to adapt like nothing else on earth. Now, I will give you this. We're a very fragile. We're a very fragile, very um, non-adaptive to environment, but we're pretty adaptive to the environment. And I, and I know that sounds weird, but... Uh, we're one of the only things on earth that once it comes out of its mother that it basically will die if it does not have multiple years of nurturing. Meaning that's being fed and changed and cleaned by something else other than itself. I mean, whales come out ready to go. Horses come out ready to go. Goats, dogs. I mean, the puppies are pretty much, they know where to go to get their food. I mean, yeah, they got to depend on mom, but they kind of know what they're doing. Babies don't. Babies don't know where to look for a teat. They don't know where to, to, to you know, get out of its own poop. Doesn't know where to go pee. I mean, 
there's just all this. I mean, babies are very, very, uh, you know, they, they don't, they're not very reliant on them and they can't handle it. They get, they got all these little things that can come up on them and that's, that's just part of it. Right. But what I'm saying is guys, we have become so adaptive. We've been learned to adapt to technology, to, you know, fear, to, you know, all this other stuff. I heard somebody today try to say that there was the reason that people are leaving their countries. Um, because of climate change. So all these brown people, we're going to call them brown because we can't just say, you know, Mexicans. We can't say Africans. We can't say Middle Easterns. We can't say, you know, I, this... So those people are leaving. Those men are leaving and creating a vacuum in their own country where they will have a population devastation that will keep those countries in third world capacities for centuries to come because there's no innovation going to be there because the men who should have been having the babies in those countries are not in that country anymore. But they're leaving those countries because of climate change. That's how stupid you guys are. That's how stupid we are. It absolutely is just us, just, <laughs> I don't, I just don't get it. I don't, I, I just, I just don't get it, guys. Now, January 6th is tomorrow, and what have you done about it? What have you, what have you done to support it? What have you done to raise awareness? What have you done to make things clear? By the way, we still don't have all the January 6th footage. You guys all thought Johnson, the, the oh, our new speaker of the house, he's going to be so great. He's a Christian. He he prays on the floor. Hey, buddy, uh, Mike, good to see you. He says, uh, mega deplorable in Montana. What's up, Jim? So good to see you. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Guys. What have we done? What have we done? What have we done to help the January Sixers? I've had January Sixers on my show. I've had them on prior to their cases. I've had them on during their cases. I have had, I've had people on, you know, that are just going to get ready to go to uh, prison. I think one of the last ones I had was I've had a few of the J Sixers call in, and which I do really appreciate what they're doing there and all that. That is awesome. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't feel like I've done enough. And they're still going to arrest another thousand people. By the way, Nancy Pelosi, here's, here's what, here's what you guys don't realize. <laughs> when the government says there's a thousand dollars to move this stone to, from this spot to this spot. The government doesn't know anything other than to give $1,000 to somebody who can move the stone from this spot to this spot, and they will not stop having this done until this stone is moved from this spot to this spot. When the government was given directed money labeled at 1,000 more additional arrests, 1,000 more arrests, 1,000 more January 6th arrests, that's what the government's going to do whether they can help themselves or not. They can't stop themselves from doing it. The government doesn't know to stop. 
There are so many people involved in all this and then these layers of disconnection and everybody has a little, oh, I only move it from here to here and I only move it from here to here and I only move it from here to here. My problem with this thing is, is that I, I don't think we realize that this government doesn't know anything other but consumption and only knows to consume you. And our forefathers wrote very explicitly any taxation, any total taxation of the people as an individual over 20% is a failed republic. How much do you pay for groceries? How much do you pay for gas? When you pay tax on gas, do you know how, many, how much percentage of that is taxed? Most all of it's taxed. Very little of the cost of a gallon of gas has anything to do with gas. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Very little of the cost of gas is gas. It's, it's like a third of the total cost. Everything else is government. The government operations that it takes for involvement for people to have a storage tank, a gasoline storage tank under the ground, the testing, the testing that has to constantly be done to the soil, the infrastructure that has to be put in the ground before the tanks are even installed in the ground, the continuing monitoring of the double and triple and quadruple layered lined tanks, the evaporation release valves, the all the different weights and measurements, the condensation uh, collectors, the, all, all con the fume collecting, all this stuff. That's just in the storage of it. That's not in the moving it from the plant to the gas station and what that truck has to go through and all of its safety protocols and what the driver has to go through to be able to be a hazmat or hazardous material driver. But anyway, let's go back. I mean, that's not that's just getting it to the loadout. That's not even including all the government involvement in the refinery or in the pumping it out of the ground or the permits or any of that. So now we've got a situation where this republic of ours is taxing us over 20% because if you look at your W-2 paycheck, about 32% of that comes right off the top. If you made 100 bucks. Well, you're going to get about $67. That right there is already over 20%. But then when you go to spend it at the gas station, grocery store, amusement park, movie theater, car lot, what, what happens then? Taxation. Guys, we are being we are taxed up front on just the currency alone. Somewhere in guys, just in that is is just what we try to spend out. I do believe is almost at a hundred percent. I think basically we barely even put anything into the pockets of the people who produce anything. Because let me get involved in that. I mean, this is the part. I guess I need a dry erase board for this. But if you have, if you have something you make. Well, the this is nylon, right? It's crochet material. Uh, the we the lady, uh, one of the ladies, uh, the uh, followers of the show sent this to me. It's a candy corn, but it's got stuffing inside, which is also a nylon petroleum product, and this is also a petroleum product. But imagine the journey of this petroleum product and how it got to me. 
how many taxes were paid on the petroleum product to turn this into a nylon that then turned or a plastic product that then turns it into crocheting material that's then turned into a candy corn by an individual who used these this rope or this the string along with some metal hooks and what was all the taxation that went into on just creating that oil or getting the oil out of the ground, refining it into a plastic and putting it through a chemical processing plant, changing it into something that actually is something they can crochet? See, guys, I don't think we realize that between property tax and utility tax and operating tax and profit tax transportation tax, your personal income tax. I mean, guys, when is it over? We got ourselves a constitutional republic who we look around and go, what do we do next? How do we, how do we fix this? And the sad part of it is, guys, is I will tell you right now, the linchpin that I see, and I actually had somebody ask me about this today, you know, like, why aren't the men standing up? I said, well, the men are not standing up because we don't know where the thin blue line will stand if we go down to the city council and say, you're a pedophile, you're an abuser, you're a, you've misused my taxes, this is not the wish of the people, if I go in and say that the, you need to be removed because you do not represent, represent me, that guy with the badge and the gun over here, well, he's going to come after me. And he's not going to let me redress my grievances with my government because he doesn't understand his what his oath to the Constitution really means. And when you try to educate somebody, this is where the problem is, guys. Let me, let me get, I'm, I'm boiling it down here. I'm getting down to the, to the, to the, to the real condensed part of this. See, the problem with it is, is that, that I can complain about these things all I want and say, well, these things are this and this is that, and, and boy, I wish this wasn't that. I wish this was like this. And you're like, well, yeah, Jim, that's that makes sense. Well, yeah, but that, but that. The ego is the problem. And being able to admit that you're wrong, being able to say that maybe in your career you have put people behind bars and you would have to go back and say, listen, I made a mistake. That gentleman, that woman should not be behind bars. What kind of, what kind of turnaround could we actually have in our country if we saw this happening within the policy enforcers in the city and the sheriff's department in the county? What if we actually watched FBI agents just walk off of the job and say, I cannot do this to my fellow citizens anymore. I cannot manipulate them. Or are they so ingrained, so, so hypnotized, so programmed, so brainwashed that they can't get themselves out of that? Oh, they'll talk completely normal to you and I. Well, yeah, the Constitution, yeah, the, uh, the United States of America, I'm a patriot. But as soon as they... Go to work. They put that badge, that little, that little click in their mind. Something changes. And how is that possible? If that 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 if it that's if if I'm wrong, say I just made that up. Well, say I just made that part up. Why aren't these individuals having a stroke of con uh, consciousness, a consciousness, and say, listen? 
I can't do this to my fellow man anymore. I can't be this guy. I can't be this girl. Why aren't we having this moment? Why aren't we having these 25 million, or is it 30, is it, no, it's 35 million. No, we're over that. 40, is it 40 million? Anyway, why is it that we don't have millions and millions and millions of public workers realizing in a stroke of a moment that they are on the wrong side of the Constitution, that they have been abusive to their people and they need to shut it all down? Well, that would mean they have to admit they're wrong. And the government does not make a habit. Now, listen to me, guys. This is going to hurt. This is going to be one of those things that, you know, someone wants to take it out of context. Can contest, contents, context. They can. English is my first language. Don't worry about it. The higher, the government does not hire the best people on earth to do jobs for the government. I can tell you that from contracting. I can tell you that from working within the Department of Defense. I can tell you that from working with the cities and the counties and the states and the federal government. I've been in the big meetings, boys and girls. I've been there with the, you know, all the suits and all the bull and all the, you know, this is, you know, Mr. Powerful and this is Mrs. Powerful and this is what they do and this is where you're going to bend the knee. And and uh, I've been to those meetings. And I will tell you guys right now, the people that you run into in these office buildings, in these city buildings, and I'm including law enforcement, I'm including DAs, I'm including judges, I sat there with these. I sat there with Ben Burgess, and that guy couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. He's not a brilliant individual, and he was a judge for decades in this county. He's not a smart man. So, guys, when we all sit around and go, "Well, you know, he's a he's a he's a district attorney," you know, screw him. I know the district attorneys. I know who they are. I know what their <clears throat> their grades were. I know what their capabilities are. I know why that they're in public space and not in private space. Because they couldn't make it in the public space. The number one unemployed degree on earth is not liberal arts. It is juris doctorates. Lawyers. The highest unemployment rate is lawyers. And that's why they will lie and cheat and steal from you in any way they can because they're going broke. Oh, yeah, no, there's some lawyers making it, man. They're killing it. And trust me, those boys at the bottom down there would love to get a little hand up from all the other. I get it. The government does not hire the most brilliant people they don't. The smartest people don't go to government for a job because they pay way too little. See, I was a, I was in construction, and I was doing construction. I was working as an executive, as a vice president for a construction company, international construction company, working for the Department of Defense. I didn't work for the DOD directly. I was a contractor building projects, designing, building, and training the military on their projects. So I was able to make good money. 
Now, the same people who were across the table from me with the same degree and all that were making 20% of what I was making. Not kidding, you guys. The same government worker across the table from me. Oh, yeah, he's going to get forever. He's going to have a retirement plan forever. I get it. He gets tenured. He goes and works for the government, gets his tenure. Then he goes work for the city, does the same thing there, gets tenured. Oh, goes over to the county, does the same thing there, goes over to the state, does the same thing there. Next thing you know, they got three or four retirements. And that's what they do. But that's because they can't work in the private sector. They're not creative enough. They're not strong enough. They don't have enough willpower. They are not good individuals. So when you think about these district attorneys and how they seem like they're really up in this heady part of themselves, and like, I'm going to get me some J6ers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the most exciting thing they get to do. To them, that is their that is their Michael Jordan, you know, from the free throw line, dunking the ball. That's their half-court shot at the buzzer. That's their Hail Mary in the end zone. That's their, you know, grand slam in the World Series, you know, ending the game. To them, that is their that is this is their that is their moment. They are peaking there. That is where they've They've, they're really like, woo! Look what I can do. So when we sit around and we go, well, you know, these people are, you know, this is these are people who have got college degrees and they're professionals. How many times have you been to uh, to Starbucks and you've walked out of there thinking about the literal, 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 the literary geniuses, the scientific giants of our day, the liberal arts doctorate. Hey, did you feel like you walked in and out of one of the greatest institutions, the mental institutions on earth when you went to get your Starbucks? Because you ask any one of those people in there, are you going to college or do you have a college degree? And every one of them will say yes. I am currently working on my master's, or I am currently working on my doctorate, or I am currently working on my degree. Well, how many degrees do you have? Well, this is my third degree. Oh, what are your other two degrees then? Well, you know, animal husbandry and um, lotus flower reproduction. I mean, whatever, some crap, right? Guys, we have literally got it backwards. Who we should celebrate as the brilliant and the leaders of our country and our minds and our world and our future. The reason that we see these cops who are doers, not free will thinkers, is because they have made sure that if you are a free will thinker, you will fail, you will fail the entrance exam into the police department unless you have studied to the test. Now, if you study to the test, you should be able to pass it. But also, remember, you go through a one-third of your cop training, one-third of your police officer training, your policy officer training, is coercion, is deception, is how to get someone to admit guilt. Their words, not mine. Look it up. 
My problem is, guys, is that we've got to get honest about this because when we get honest about this, we can start fixing this. When the individual that I was talking to said, well, why don't men stand up and, and, and fix this country like they should? I'm like, well, he can't. The thin blue line. As much as those guys, like I said, will stand there in front of you and tell you how patriotic they are and how, oh, they're this and that, are they? Because they should be the ones leading the charge to go down to City Hall, to go into the DA's office, to go into the, to the different uh, city offices in the, in the county and the state, and they should be walking in with us saying, listen, we cannot allow you to continue to be this abusive, cannot continue to tax us and misuse us at these levels. They should be the ones lowering, lowering how many arrests are because they don't arrest people for things that are non-victim crimes. By the way, you cannot, you cannot convict somebody of a non-victim crime, even though we do it every single day in our country. The Supreme Court has ruled 12 times, and the 13th time is the questionable one, but it still has the same. It was a case that wasn't exactly about the state versus somebody, but it, 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 it's the same thing. So 13 cases have said the city, county, state, and the federal government, the Supreme Court has said they cannot be the victim of a crime. So that means between 70 to 80, actually it's closer to 90, percent of our jails would be empty overnight if we just follow that one simple rule if cops just follow that one simple rule if the policy officers follow that one simple rule who actually follows that rule closer is actually your sheriffs your sheriffs tend not to be ones that do the uh do the uh, arresting for non-victim crimes they tend not to do they tend not to hand out the uh, speeding tickets they tend not to do those things so just think of it that way. Guys, we have all these things right in front of us. We have January Sixers who are sitting in solitary confinement 23 hours a day, every single day of their life, 23 hours a day in a room that's small. I mean, you take and you got to cut part. You got, so this area, and this is not, this. it's this big area here. But if you actually want to start getting into how small a January 6th cell is, you got to go and look at most of your bathrooms. Most of your hall bathrooms in a house uh, are 5 by 8 or 5 by 9. And if you actually look at a jail cell, that's about what you get. So imagine you and your husband, you and your kid, you and your dog, you and your whatever, rhino, cat, whatever it is you own in your house, you and the neighbor, someone you don't even know, go lock yourself in your bathroom for 23 hours a day and tell me how you feel. And when you walk outside, you can't talk to anybody, you can't engage with anybody, you can't touch anybody, you can walk out into an area, a courtyard that has windows, you cannot see the sky cannot see the sun, but it's outside. And that's what they're doing to January 6ers right now. On top of the fact they just keep moving them around, they keep transporting them from one prison system to another prison system to another prison system so their families can't track them. That was another conversation I had about the lady that I had, uh, that lady who I had interviewed just a few months ago, uh, just the day before she was going to prison, that, the, that same lady can't be tracked. And her phone calls cannot be received because when she's moving around, uh, they've got her moving around. And so they're trying to keep track of her, and it's hard. These people are putting them – they're putting them in places that nobody's ever heard of before.
didn't know there was federal installations. And guys, this is a crazy part that you don't know how many federal installations that we keep prisoners in across this globe. United States federal government keeps people, human beings, in places on this earth that you would not put trash. You would not put garbage into. You would not puke into. And I'm being very, very serious. So, guys, as we go along this stuff, just remember that there's people out there that are working very hard to try to help January Sixers. They're trying to do things that they can to help them. You guys should be a part of it. And that's how it works. I mean, just, 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 we, just we got to get better, guys. We really do. And I think we have the opportunity to do it. I really do. I think we have an opportunity that we can do some things this year. Uh, there's some stuff that Megan Kelly came up with that talked about how you're probably going to hear from Jeffrey Epstein. She says you've probably heard from Jeffrey, Ep- Jeffrey Epstein yourself. And so that is a thing. But guys, until we start acting like a constitutional republic, until we start getting it right in our own hearts, we're never going to have a future of a constitutional republic because you're not building off of it. You've got to get involved. You've got to get your constitution in your heart. You know, in the, in the Bible, it says, hide it in your heart, right? Hide my word in your heart is what it says in the Bible. I guess that's King James's version, but I mean, anyway, but if we, but if we just use that simple term, hide, hide my word in your heart, well, shouldn't you also put the Constitution, which was inspired by God, that gives you God-given enable rights and talks about your creator over and over again, shouldn't the Constitution also be hidden in your heart so that you know how that your Constitution should be represented and your country should act towards you? We should be doing a lot more. And I don't know why we don't. I don't know why we just, we just like, give in. Oh, well, you know. Oh, you know. Well, my problem is, is we keep saying that, and here we are. This is a problem for us. So there's things coming, guys. We know that there's the money stuff coming. We know that there's going to be the darkness stuff. We know that there's been people saying that the, uh, uh, let's see, I guess it's Monday. They're talking about Monday or uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday or Monday is supposed to be uh, something. I don't know. We'll see. Guys, there's a lot of reasons for us to be very hopeful about what we're doing and be very positive and all that stuff. And then just, just let's just get in line. Let's start doing it. Start having those conversations with those police officers and see if you can get them to actually start owning up to what they're saying and get them on camera saying it. Hold them accountable. Guys, I don't know where it's left to go. I don't know what island to run to or whatever, but I think that's abandoning the fight. And I do believe i got to stay in the fight. I believe we all need to be in the fight, but that's what we got to do, right? we all got to get active and, and do something on our own and be, you know, not say do something on our own, but like get inside of ourselves to get moving forward. Get us, get, we, we need to get us moving. So be mindful of that, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for this week. It's been awesome. First full week of January. We got it in the books. Looks like we're doing a great job, guys. It's been fantastic having you guys a part of the show. Remember, mydailynaturals.com. Mydailynaturals.com. Also, if you guys are wanting the lion's mane and the raishi, uh, tinctures, I have those. I am bringing out, we'll be bringing out the turkey tail and others here in the coming weeks. I've just been tinkering with the website. I haven't done anything with it in the last few days. But we're going to get this thing up and going. So you guys can start ordering. Well, hi, Daisy. Come on. Come on. I don't know. She came running down here. She's like running. I don't know. What's she's like? Is anybody else coming? 
I don't. She just wanted to come down, and say hi to everybody. Uh, but anyway, you guys need mushroom tinctures. You needing the My Daily Naturals. I mean, guys, get on there, get those things ordered, get your basic cell function right. Uh, we will be bringing you the water and those kind of things very soon. Oh. And uh, anyway, so I've been talking. I've been trying to get this stuff worked out. There's a little bit of a language barrier on some things, but um, I've been I've been working on this, and it's harder to find these things. But anyway, I'm getting it worked out. Get it done. Uh, no more excuses, and uh, it's been great having you guys part of the Jim Price Show. Remember, the 10% you do for your neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government, the more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not stand selfish. The world will be a far better place. Remember, hold the line, hold fast, do not give up, do not give in, we will win. I promise and I'll make promises can't keep, guys. You've always been the answer, so thank you so much for everything you guys are doing out there. Uh, enjoy your weekend. we got a little snow here in Wichita. It looks like we're going to have about maybe six inches or so, maybe eight. Uh, depends on how we want to lie to you. And, uh, anyway, just kidding. Uh, but no, it's good stuff. Uh, love the snow and, uh, it's great to see it out there. Great to see the moisture. Kansas really needs it. All right, guys, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there and I'll see you guys on Monday. Bye-bye.